Hey, what's up, man? Hey, good morning. What's up, buddy? Oh, not too much. For some reason, my iPad was acting up, and it wouldn't let me connect, so I'm actually going through the new phone. Ooh, fancy. Yep. Right oh, fancy. the new phone. That's right. Well, hey, good morning, bud. Oh, man, I'm feeling good. Can you hear me? Uh-oh, you gave me an uh-oh. What's the well, matter? Well, so I sent off that link to the special guest, and all of a sudden it cut you out for a second. So okay, cool. I think it kind of does that stuff when you start, you know, messing around with wavelengths. But, uh, yeah, what you doing? I just sat down in front of the computer, got my cup of coffee. I'm going to record another episode of A Casual Realm with my good friend Austin Schrader and our special guest today, Stephen Storm. Steve-O is a super great guy. I'm excited to uh, be able to have him on the show. I actually reached out to all of our drivers, um, current and <clears throat> former, to see if they'd be interested You know, over the next few weeks, months, whenever it is we can, they can get on the show and see if they wanted to talk with us. And they said they wanted to. So we'll look forward to having some guests uh, along the way, you know, down the road, uh, so to speak, the little RV pun there, down the road. And... Um, have those guys on the show too, so it'll be a lot of fun. Talking about life on the road as a disc golf truck driver. That's right, frisbee truck driver. We're out there doing frisbee, it. frisbee truck driver. Do you do you owe any money anytime you say the word frisbee? Do you owe any money to Whammo uh, or anything? Well, if we were large enough to like uh, actually matter and make waves, we probably have to. We probably get a cease and desist letter. So one of these days, I'll have to give up the frisbee. But um, right. at this point, at this point. Um, it's just uh, maybe they should be paying me. So, very good. We are we are accepting Whammo sponsorships. <laughs> Would you really? <laughs> of course, man. I like I like all things flying disc. Don't you? That, well, of course, but that doesn't that doesn't interfere or that doesn't uh, you know because the disc that you're doing. I mean, it's competition. It's you know I thought the other was just more wreck and throwing back and forth. So I guess I. Wasn't sure you wanted to confuse the consumer like that. Well, you're probably right. Um, corporate, <laughs> corporate probably would would frown on it because we do make our own catch discs with the, yeah. With the, you know, Latitude's got the Beetle and the Bite, and we've got the yeah. the. Uh, I just blanked on the name of our frisbee. Sorry about that, uh, corporate. What is the name of the Aviator? We have the Aviator, um, which is a catch disc, ultimate style um, catch disc. I need to actually order some of those. I've got my order form i'm gonna work on my order today for next week's trip got the tournament coming up and just uh and which yeah. tournament uh oh we've got a flex start c tier next friday in ames okay. iowa and then dangerous doubles in des moines iowa um Uh-oh. yeah so looking forward to that that's gonna be a lot of fun so i just need to look over my inventory and you know my i, I made an inventory list before i left town uh, you know, a few weeks ago, so I need to go ahead and get those products ordered and be ready for that uh, those events for the next couple of weeks. Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's mm-hmm. cool. That sounds exciting. You looking yep. forward to uh, where are you at right now? Actually, I'm still at home. Um, okay, all right. Yeah, we fly out. Kellen and I fly out next Thursday, a week from tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. So. For the big boys trip. Yeah, yep, the, the big trip. I'm I'm very excited. I'm very excited about the trip. Um I think yeah. the I think the golf is gonna be good. Like I think we're gonna have, you know, good good turnouts, good good events, and of course we're gonna be exploring, 
new Wild Frontiers. Went to the library yesterday and checked out some guidebooks on on uh, the the region, the Tetons okay. and and Yellowstone. So, uh, Kellen, he's been tasked to do some research for us. And uh, did Kellen think it was funny the word Tetons? Did he I don't think that I don't know if he made it. You know, I'll make a couple of Tetons jokes at uh, and see. There you yeah, go. Yeah, and see if, he, jokes. see if it <laughs> if it lands. You know, if it if he <laughs> see if he's that's right. Up what you're putting we'll see down. what happens. Well, absolutely. Now, do you think do you think you're going to have a birds and the bees talk with him out there? Is that what this trip is really is really about? He's it's about not what it's a, a it's really not what this trip because... is about. Uh, my wife my, my <laughs> wife would encourage me to get that birds and the bee talk uh, taken care of. I've been trying. I've, I've been trying to Check encourage um, my good buddy, Matt, um, who's our youth pastor. He told me like a year ago they were going to have a birds and the bees lesson and they still haven't gotten around to it. So it's like a, now oh, it's good. become like a running joke on, uh, you know, they're, they're having, you know, when they're when that's going to happen there with the youth group. And we just both giggle. He assures me that it's it's still coming. As soon as as soon as they turn 18, <laughs> it's on the way. Let them know. Uh, all about it. Boy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't recall. uh you know, I think I. No, Your old I man think sitting so. down. I think I just what? stumbled through life, figuring it out. You know, in the old locker room. Brad Searle never set so. you down. I huh? believe so. Face to face, nope. eye to eye, jamming nope. on the one. No, nothing. No. Okay. If if there was, <laughs> it was so traumatic. I have blocked it out. <laughs> So traumatic. <laughs> yeah, I was fearing that. I remember hearing about that, and I just – I would look at my dad and think, nah, bro, I'll just yeah, figure this out on my own. There's a hint. I got to go over here. I'm going to go. <laughs> I do remember being pretty confused, though. Oh, yeah? On about how – yeah, just about how many openings there were and, you know, and just some of this different <laughs> stuff. This episode <laughs> has taken a turn. So and they turn. Oh boy. But yeah, got it figured out once got some visual. Got it figured out. Um life's rough without yeah. it. Without, if you That's don't have that figured out. <laughs> oh man. Oh dude. Now um I'm not sure. We haven't had a guest in, in quite a while. So to so to let you know, I I'm pretty sure I sent him right. a message. Um I'm not sure if a link came through and, and maybe I should have called him. Uh, first to you know reconfirm or something or or let him know what maybe he had to do which is just let me uh, yeah let me just Um, reach out to him real quick here uh and so i am actually just resending it just so he you know okay i think it's there and it could be be. yeah we i'll need to remember this in the future too yeah encourage people to download the app before we call them the next day that's that could be what's happening. I thought it was. I thought it was fairly. I thought you didn't have to. I thought you could just follow the link and chime in. I think that's what uh, uh, Lloyd did that one time. Okay. I don't. I don't know if there's a difference. You know, I don't know if there's a quality difference or anything by having the app or just patching in. Okay. Um, so yeah. So I don't know. You know, let him know I resent it. Um, and uh, but otherwise, yeah. What else is going on? Uh, it's my birthday today, so we're gonna oh my have... gosh, is it really? It is my birthday, so tonight's birthday family dinner night. We're gonna go have some sushi. 
Oh man, where are you going for that? Okinawa, just uh, it's just a few minutes down the road. It's like a four minute drive, which is awesome. I love it. That, is that uh, your favorite sushi place or what? Uh, I mean, it's the one we go to. So yes, it's not okay. like we go. It's not like we go there all the time. If, sure. Um, there's a really, really like uh, if you like a large amount of sushi, there's a great buffet, but it's all the way over in Destin, and I'm not trying to drive through traffic tonight. The one nah. we'll go to tonight is. You know, it's just a, a sushi house. It's a nice, quiet, you know, got the koi pond out front, very uh, traditional place. And we'll go sit down and they'll give you the miso soup. And yeah, it's good stuff. So looking forward to that. Um, okay, so just one little update. He just sent me a message. He said, is this like a FaceTime deal or phone call? And so I'm going to oh. let him know that it's more like a phone call. And... Uh, and so hopefully, so I said phone call, just follow the link. Yep. Cool. That's good. And so hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll be patching in. Uh, bro, happy birthday. Is this the big 4-1? Four 4-1. One? Four one. Yep. Four Look one. at you, man. Four Look at, hey, did you, did you, do you think change when you hit 40? I mean, you know, mentally, um, you know. Oh, no, no. No? I'm, I mean, I think my body certainly is not as springy. We may have had this conversation. It's not as uh, the tendons are getting a little dusty and crusty. Yeah. But mentally, I had no, no, I didn't have any of the uh, whatever that is. Um, um, what do they call that? That mental breakdown of I'm getting old. I'm 40. I'm over the hill. Nah, I didn't have any of that. No, I, it was, and, and for me, it wasn't like a mental breakdown over the hill. I mean, we're solidly middle age now. And mm -hmm. so we are, we are meandering down the hill. That is, there's no denying that, but, um, but no, it wasn't a thought of that. It was more just, I guess for me, it was growing up, you know, they, you know, there's different times and different ages, you know, they say something happens at 27 or maybe 30 or 35. And I don't know, I guess for me. 40 was like oh okay i guess i'm an adult i didn't realize that that's what was happening after all these years so no i just wondered if uh if you thought anything different after turning 40 last year but hey man happy birthday and congratulations thanks, on on 41 that's pretty good that's pretty thanks. special thanks 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 i went and ran this morning it's uh just trying to check that box off before we had to do the show there you yesterday go. yesterday when i thought we were maybe doing the show i had waited and then I went and ran after you and I talked about not doing the show yesterday. And, uh, oh, man, it was way, way, way hotter. And the park was busy. Oh. And then I tried, tried to go to the store. It, like, just messed up the timeline. Oh, that's totally everything. my fault, too. No, 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 no. It, not at all. Like, I could have skipped it. But I was like, oh, I'll go do it, you know. Um, but I, it, I learned a lesson in that I won't go run at 1030 anymore. And I won't go try to go to the coffee shop at 11. And I won't go look at shoes because I, I got this new routine where I'll go run at like 745, uh, wrap that up, you know, around like I'll leave the house around 745. I get that wrapped up. Um, I'll, I like to walk through the sneaker store. I go through the, go through Ross. Uh, I asked the girl, I was like, which days do you restock? She's like, oh, we restock every day. And so I can literally walk through there every day and just look at the sneakers and uh, see if there's anything I like or just, you know, don't like just even not for me, but just like, hey, I like the way that one looks. That looks neat. Mm -hmm. And if it's like. If it's unique, I'll look it up on eBay and see if it's worth anything, like see if, you know, resellers are getting anything for it or if they're not. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just a little fun activity. And I get to cool off because the air conditioner is real good in that store. And um, 
then I'll go maybe pick up a coffee or I'll go work at Starbucks or I'll just come back to the house and get back to work. So that's become my like last two, three week routine now that I've been here at home okay. um, for, with Jamie being at bank school. So, so today yeah. I'll, we'll wrap up the show and uh, I will go, you know, go get a, go get a coffee. I'm going to try to get a haircut too. I really, really need to get a haircut, but the waits have just been intense. I have not been able to get in mm. because there's been too many people getting their haircut the last two times I've inquired at the barber. Shoot. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a haircut next time I'm out. Well, I would let you do it. I would let you do it. I, um, I'm not, I'm not uh, a snobby when it comes to getting the hair did. I just need to get it did. Yep, you just need them cut. Mm-hmm. Um, I need all cuts. That's right. <laughs> now, one thing you need to be asking, yes, of course, Ross restocks every day, but you need to be asking, when's the shipment come in? Because that's one day a week. And so for us here downtown... Tuesday is your big day. That's when all the new stuff comes in. And so Tuesday is the start of, you know, the restocking of all the new stuff. So, okay. Yeah. All right. I will ask them that. I will ask them that today. Because there are definitely some deals uh, to be had. Shopping at Ross is just so much fun. I actually did that not too long ago where, uh, uh, you know, trying to get my slobby Robbie on and found some, I've been buying little shirts, little cheap shirts mm-hmm. that that are fun and have, uh, you know, some different graphics or whatever it is on them with that thought of maybe just flipping them for a couple of bucks. And you know what? I think Steven Story, truck driver, Frisbee truck driver is on the line. Are you there, Steven? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. <laughs> you made it. You made it. Was it, was it hard to... Uh, to link in was, did you have any difficulties? No, I had to, just had to download like 10 apps, make 10 different signup accounts for other things. And then, it <laughs> well, Hey, you've got the Betty, Perfect. you got the Betty coming taking every so day. Long. You got all of the uh, flight, the flight notifications going to be landing in your inbox every day now. So you're good, Steve-O. You are good. Good. Good to go. Hey buddy. Thanks well, for joining us today, good. brother. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm sorry, yeah. what? Said, <laughs> <laughs> we said thank you for joining us, and you sound good. So I'm glad you could join us. Um, Steve-O, do you want to just give um, – obviously, you and Austin have never had a chance to visit, um, and our listeners, our millions of listeners out there, um, they may not all be in Texas, so they might not know you. Do you want to give everybody just a quick, quick introduction and uh, background as to how you and I became friends and how you uh, ended up on the show today? Um. Well, I found Tyler Searle at his lowest point in his life. In the oh. <laughs> then he became famous, paid me millions to be on the show. So, <laughs> pretty much history after that. I, now, maybe, maybe, I should have maybe done this introduction. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, I guess in, I don't know, I started playing disc golf around 2000. More competitively, like, I don't know how competitive because I'm terrible at it, but uh, getting into tournaments around 2010, and then uh, I was kind of sponsoring some things through my business, which at that time I was a owner and managing partner of the Sonic Drive-In franchise in Denton, Texas, and I was kind of doing all the dynamic disc events uh, when Jeremy Rusco and Adam Searle and Clay Hauser would come down and run them. Uh, they'd probably do that for, I don't know, three or four times a year, I guess. And uh, Jeremy Kendi, who was also on Team D, 
was then and is now on team uh, dynamic, uh, more of a ambassador and plan, you know, kind of an event planner and coordinator type of personality. Um, kind of go to hold me at one of the tournaments, got me to start sponsoring a lot more when they were down there. Uh, and that kind of led into Jeremy asking me if I wanted to like do this full time. I said, yeah, but I have a job that I work a lot and make a whole lot of money. And then he said, well, what if you opened like a shop and then we got an RV and put you out on the road full time? And I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Quit my job, do something I have no idea about and <laughs> get paid next to nothing compared to what I'm making now and, and do this. Yeah, it sounds great. Obviously, the way I'm, I'm uh, telling this doesn't sound fun at all, but at the same mm -hmm. time, like – it's real life. You know, disc golf was my passion or was my hobby, really, and I loved it. And, of course, you know, I was the – you know, you, you have your fanboys out there. I don't, I don't know if I was as bad as some that I see from time to time. But, you know, you play – you get into disc golf tournaments and you have this aspiration to be like, I'm going to be this pro on tour. I'm going to be so good. I'm going to quit my job because of it. So – you know, one of those guys who's never been an athlete before have these wild, crazy dreams. But anyway, that sounded close enough. So I was like, man, I don't know how this is going to work. So we talked for a few months and, you know, he finally just beat it into me that that's what I need to do. So I did it. So it's all Jeremy Rusko's fault, if anyone asks. Um, and, uh, you know, along the way, I met uh, I met Tyler for the first – actually, I met Tyler before that. I met Tyler at a glass-blown open, and I thought he was Adam's younger brother. No offense, Adam, if you go back <laughs> and listen to these. Because Tyler's like this superhuman, like, oh, he salads work out. Look, yep. So, like, my – I Hardest working man at disco. In, in eel oil every day to make myself look like this. Um, I need to order some of that eel oil. Thanks for reminding me. Let me get on here. Amazon you're welcome. Uh, but uh, no, I met Tyler at a Glasgow Open and super great guy. And then when I got on the road, um, you know, I saw Tyler a couple of times a year. And, you know, we kind of hit it off after that. And it, it, I guess sometime after I did the RV thing for almost three and a half years. And, uh, it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. It was kind of a beat down, but I had an investment in Texas because at that, you know, as soon as I got on the RV, I hired Bradley Crow, who's a, my general manager, to start planning and opening uh, our first disc golf dynamic disc franchise pro shop in Louisville, Texas. Um, not the greatest business template in the world, probably one of the worst, but somehow it worked out. Maybe it was just timing, but I'm not worried about it because it did work out. I just know that I can't do it that way again. Mm -hmm. Um lessons learned yeah exactly but uh bradley's been great um so i toured while he ran the shop and after that time you know uh rusco and i decided it was kind of time to part ways and i needed to, to take care of my investment in texas and uh you know rusco was pretty confident that he could get some other drivers out there on the road and i'm not sure really the order of operations but you know now you have Jonathan Ray or Jay Ray on the road. And he kind of follows from my understanding, like the, the bigger tour swing, like the NT, some of the NTs and disc golf pro tours, stuff like that. Um, some of the bigger A tiers around the country. You have Tyler who now I believe, uh, what you stay kind of east, northeast, southeast, kind of now, maybe some Tennessee yeah. stuff. Or I mean, Alabama, I'm, I'll Indiana. be, I would say west of the, or east of the Rockies, 
and then seasonal, you know, south in the winter, north in the summer. I'll be in Montana and Wyoming and North Dakota over the next couple months, Minnesota, Wisconsin. But I got yeah. you. And then yep. you got Matt Lloyd, who we all know that just opened the uh, the North, the Dynamic Disc Northwest Arkansas franchise uh, back in uh, oh last year actually. Yeah, he's a, he's uh, April old. of April of last year, I think. Yep, yep. Congratulations to his one year anniversary. But Matt really is more of a professional, like spider and snake trapper. He just does disc golf and driving on the side. Um, yeah, he's true Arkansas through and through. Which he's a he's a good old boy, which is why everybody loves him. So uh, not a harmful bone in his body. But yeah. that's. That's kind of the way it is. I mean, right now I basically help oversee operations in Texas, primarily on the event planning side for all of our tournaments. Uh, Bradley's still my general manager because he's a freaking rock star. Um, yeah, he is. And he keeps that place. He keeps the pro shop on lockdown. Um, we've got a great crew. Up. We've got three other part-timers that work for us, Justin, uh, Brandon, and uh, Dylan, and they are all – rock stars as well so <clears throat> yeah we we i mean pretty much run anywhere from like 60 to 80 events a year still and uh i didn't think that was possible without being on the rv but apparently it is it's kind of crazy but uh yeah. you know do that and then run a pro shop seven days a week and that's kind of how we're able to do what we do um and hopefully that's uh you know hopefully we won't have to do that forever but that's what we're doing now to to kind of gain momentum and keep our foot in the disc golf industry door yeah that's awesome i with what steve-o did leaving to go on the road and starting a store at the very exact same time i, I don't know that i fully understood what was happening when that happened because like steve-o said i was working but i was in sales at that point um adam and jeremy and clay were really the the, the management of the company and when steve-o left and, and still had a store in texas i couldn't believe it I was like, holy crap. So, I mean, tip of the cap to you guys in Texas for pulling that off. Like you said, I would never, ever recommend anyone try to do that um, to leave, to leave. And that was back in the day when, you know, leaving to go out on the road, that was a really kind of an, an unknown. Like now the network of disc golf, Facebook, you know, internet world, it's so, it's so much tighter now than it was when you started, when I started. So just thinking back on what you did was Pretty groundbreaking, man. It was very impressive. You did a good job with it. I know it was hard and the struggle is still real, but um, you did a really good job of kind of working it out, like just figuring it out out there. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It out. yeah there was definitely, um, you know, <laughs> it was funny. The first year I, I always, I'd look back and laugh at this. And I hope if Jeremy listens to this or hears it, he doesn't, it, it doesn't, uh, upsetting or anything but uh I, I think this is something he can go back and laugh on too so the first year i did it um i my first day at dynamic discs was may 6th um i i threw all my junk it I, I moved all my crap to my parents house yes and took everything i could fit in my truck or that i thought would fit in the rv um because it's not a full-size rv it's a toy hauler Yep. So you get like half an RV. So I drove up to Kansas. I don't know, I guess Shout May, out. May 5th or something. And uh, threw all my junk into the RV and unpacked and 
then I was basically at the retail store for a month and, you know, I'd slept in the RV outside of the retail shop and sometimes on the weird futon that was in there. Yeah. Uh, no one really knows the backstory on that. Don't really want to. Uh, many, uh-huh. many, many, you know, you, you share DNA with many professional disc golfers. On oh the, boy. Yay. I knew we were all connected somehow. Uh, yep. That's right. But, uh, you know, the first month it was some days Resco would go in and be like, all right, so what's on the agenda today? I'm like, uh, I don't, what? I don't know. <laughs> what am I doing? Like, what, if, you want me to take this thing on the road, but how do I do that? <laughs> well, you know, here's the PDGA schedule. Just start calling tournament directors, see if you can go to their event. And make sure, like, the tour makes sense. You know, you really want to. You don't want to like go somewhere in Oregon and then go somewhere in Maine. I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously. But, uh, you know, I'm not a sales guy. There is not a sales bone in my body. Um, I just am not that type of personality, and I don't know how people pull it off. Ty is a sales guy. <laughs> Johnny it's unnatural for everybody. For is a super sales guy. Uh, I bet Justin, who works for us, could be a super sales guy. But me... It's like I am way too – I can't hide my my true emotions, so I'll just look <laughs> at people if they say something that throws me off, and then they're like, why is he looking at me like that? And I'm like, well, because I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get it, man. Like, you, to, like you either said something really off the wall, and like I've, I'm just like, I don't know if I should be talking to this person, or like you just said something, and I'm – so ignorant at that point to what you're speaking to that I, you just need to like bring me back down to earth. But um, yeah, it was really tough because I was in the retail store every day, like planning these events and planning this road tour and having no idea what to do. And I'm like, okay, Rusko put me in charge of this, but like, this is his money and his product. And I'm just like, have free reign to do it. It was so weird because I'm not used to I'm used to like being given direction and told do this, this, and this. And I'm like, heck yeah, I can do that. And then I'm going to do it so well. You're going to be like, dang, never thought that was possible. Um, yeah. And so this is, it was just really, really different for me. And now it's, you know, doing something like that is no biggie. I, you know, I know the questions to ask and, you know, how to get to the proper context, contacts and things like of that sort. So it, it's definitely much easier than it used to be but that first month was really rough um i was it was just like cartoon question marks every single day um and i felt really weird but once i got on the road my first event was in russellville arkansas which i believe was the it was called the players cup or something like that um and it was in june so it was super hot um (laughs) and uh emac with went with me and he played and it was cool they had like a dinner and player meeting for the pros and uh, you know, there was, uh, uh, I got to hang out with Emac and get to ha- get to know him a little bit more, which, which Emac's a great dude. Uh, we have similar personalities, which makes me feel much more comfortable. Um, he's, he can be very, you get to know the guy and he's very candid with you, very open, you know, he, he, you know, he, he talks, he's very honest. Um, and I really, I appreciate that. I guess that's more of an old school trait that I appreciate. Uh, that was just kind of the life I was brought up in, but um, I like that, you know, being, being diplomatic all the time can kind of wear on you sometimes um, if it's not in a public setting. So 
but that was a lot of fun. And then after that, I went on after that, I actually had to come home back to Texas for like a week for my brother's wedding. Well, here's the fun, like, here's the part that Rusko might get mad at me at, but <laughs> it's whatever. It happened so long ago, he should be laughing. But so I'm home for a week for my brother's wedding. Mind you, Rusko hired me. So I'm like a salary employee, which was unheard of at Dynamic, basically. I think I was like the fifth, fourth or fifth full-time employee ever there, which is a pointless fact, but I thought it was <laughs> Hey. Um, and so I go home for my brother's wedding and I get back from my brother's wedding and I'm on the road and Rusko calls. He was like, well, you took a week off and you know, you really didn't work or anything. So I'm not paying you for that week. And I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm, dude, I thought I'm on, I thought I was on sal- salary. Like I thought, I didn't think that was, I thought you were just like doing me a favor because I told you all this before you hired me. Like this, I mean, <laughs> thought this was golden, man. And so I, I'm gonna. It rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, I got off the phone and I had some choice words with the wall. But uh, <laughs> you let that wall know. I did. Didn't touch it. That wall did. That wall didn't have any bruises or nothing. But I let it know. Nice. It was you restrained. Nice show of restraint. But. uh nice. <laughs> Man, I get back on the road and I went six months straight without seeing Homer, Kansas. Yeah. And I think I did that out of like to prove a point. And it was like, whatever, man, you think I'm not going to like be on the road work or whatever? <laughs> Which is not what it's funny. Like I tell it like that. That is not what Rusko's thoughts were. I, you know, he was more. I know it, Rusko is a very structured individual, which is why I love working with him and working for him because his visions are so clear and just how he can uh convey his his uh his thoughts and his visions to you and give you exactly the direction that you need um i i really respect that and i think that's why i really enjoy working with him it took us a very long time to get to the point where we're at now where you know i always i always enjoyed being able to joke around with my bosses well i think jeremy really tried to have like really had to get used to me for like the first two to three years um and i and that was probably <laughs> That was probably the case on both ends. Like, again, probably why I like EMAC, I'm sort of the same way. I'm very direct. I'm very honest. I'm very transmit, transparent. I can't hide or pretend about emotions. So if people are like, man, he looks pissed off. And most cases I'm not, but it's like, man, I got this focused face on, focused face on. But uh, it took us a while to, to get used to each other. Now, you know, we call each other, joke around. He pokes fun at me finally because it was like, man, you just don't, you just not have fun or I just joke around <laughs> too much or like you just really don't like me, but I serve a purpose on so here. No, it was never that bad, but I, you know, I still joke with him about that a little bit and, and it's a really good relationship. I really enjoy working with Dynamic. So it's honestly the best way I can describe Dynamic is the people who last in dynamic are the ones who work the hardest and don't mind knowing that they're going to take hits that they don't want to take, or they're going to be in situations where sometimes they're like, why are we in this situation? Like, why should we even have to deal with this right now? But because of their, their passion and their, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Commitment. Yes. Their commitment in the brand 
they don't care. They know that there's going to be some times where it's, they walk out of the office or they walk off the RV or they walk away from the event. It's like, gosh, dang it again. Like what mm-hmm. the heck is going on? Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I really think that that's why the people that have been there the longest are still there. And I think that they know that the vision, the, the, the long-term goals and what this can be, you know, when we are old enough to retire, if disc golf ever allows that, um, I think that's what we're waiting to see and what we're working for and why, why our job is so much fun and so different on, on almost a daily basis. Yeah, I agree. I, that's, I, that's, I've had a couple of conversations with people that have left corporate that have left, you know, DD and, and gone other, other ways. And I always just try to make sure that they leave and they understand, you know, that, Hey, it's, it's okay. It's, it's, it is a very hard place to work because it does require so much of you to be so giving and so um, able to take, (laughs) take it a lot, like really take the worst to have to give more than what, maybe someone working at a normal eight to five is, you know, has to give, but if you are committed to being a part of that, that there is a lot of residual effect that you get from our community. Um, So what you might not get in money, you're going to get tenfold in love and um, you know, the opportunity to, to get just people really, really opening their arms up to you. I mean, would you agree with that, Steve-O? Yeah, absolutely. And I also feel like, um, you know, kind of piggybacking off of what you just said, when you do that, and when you realize that when you have the, I guess the, uh, the, the mindset and the mental capacity to be able to do that, um, there's usually other doors that open for you down the road because of those things. They see that strength, mm-hmm. they see that initiative, they see your worth and your value. And I know that this is something that I know, and I don't know if Jeremy voices it um, very often, but just knowing Jeremy and his wants and needs uh, for others, man, if you show him loyalty, he's going to show you loyalty back, and he wants to make sure he can do literally everything in his power to make sure you're happy and healthy and taken care of. Um, yeah. And like Tyler said, it may not always be on on a monetary side, because again, this is disc golf. Um, and, and we're getting there. This is why we're all doing these things to hopefully get to the next step or the next 20 steps. Uh, I feel like I'm in an AA meeting now, um, to, <laughs> to that point where, sorry, I've never been to one of those. That was Hi, Steven. Um, but, uh, you know, I, he's going to keep that in mind. And Jeremy Rusco does not, he, he would probably laugh and say that this isn't true, but, I feel like he doesn't forget anything. Um, but uh, it's, it, I don't know. It's just, a, it's really fun. And it's just always an adventure. Again, not always a positive one, but and the major obviously the majority of the time it is um, a very fun and positive adventure working for, for DD. And I'm sure that's probably the case working for any of the big disc golf manufacturers. Yeah, I, I would think it probably is. I mean, obviously we don't have, that experience but we grew up working with discraft very closely yes uh, i mean you work with you work with innova because you, you carry innova and mvp right in the store yes so you you do communicate with those other manufacturers certainly more than i do i mean i communicate with them almost zero at this point um, occasionally if i'm at a at a 
AM Worlds or Bowling Green. I'll talk to some of the other manufacturer guys, but it's just in passing. I mean, it's very, very surface level. Hope you're having a good day kind of talks. So, you know, you, you are communicating. And, I, and it's, I feel like those other manufacturers, we've really raised the bar for the entire sport and brought them to a level where they, you know, it's helped a number of employees for all the manufacturers. Um, and I, I hope it has. I, I think we've tried to build this company and, you know, help build this company in a way that's benefited the entire sport. So I, I hope that's people are feeling that. I, I think, I mean, obviously what you just said is more of a, a subjective statement or opinion, but I feel like that's a fact. Um, I don't know if it's easy to quantify that or put numbers on paper to show that, but I do feel like we kind of, um, and, and this is not a hit or saying anything negative in this, in the, in, in the slightest way towards Discraft or Legacy or Innova or, or, or any of the other big manufacturers out there. But um, I feel like we kind of woke up disc golf. Um, and, and not to say that they were sleeping. I just mean on the marketing and promotion end, I feel like DD, once we partnered with Latitude, probably within that first two years, um, I mean, we came on like a hurricane. Uh, you know, Bobby Brown just started putting out, aka Cool Daddy Sleep Breeze, uh, started just putting out <laughs> tons of material. And I mean, where he's come from just doing, you know, <clears throat> dirty dozen duos to, you know, some of the few other select tournaments in Texas and maybe Oklahoma or Kansas to now being full-time with a full-time media crew and having, having Danny Lindahl and um, Anthony. Uh, it, it's, it's insane to see what they're putting out. And all three of them, you know, as a team are putting out some of the greatest material right now that you can watch for either education purposes or just information that you need. Um, and then each one of them have their own little dynamics um, or their own little dynamic where, you know, Danny has his beginner lessons and uh, uh, Anthony always does his quick Snapchats in the warehouse and, and tells you about, you know, he actually is all over the place. I feel like, uh, mm -hmm. and, which is awesome. Uh, very, very, he's, I feel like what he his clips are very diversified, and then Bobby, he's just you know, I hear people call him Uncle Bobby. That's kind of what it is, you know. Um, it's good old Bobby just doing his thing. So I, I I do think that that woke up the other manufacturers, and I think that that helped them when they were comfortable being number one and number two, or top guy and top guy, and everybody else blown. However, they perceived that. I mean, I, I perceive him as number one and number two, specifically talking about Innova and Discraft. But uh, I really think we kind of lit a fire into disc golf and everyone kind of woke up with marketing and promoting and, you know, uh, you know, getting rid of some of their old plastics and, and getting in some new plastics to do some molding with. It was really exciting and still is exciting to see, but Again, I don't know how true that is. That's just kind of what it seems like to me. Yeah, yeah. Austin, from an outsider's point of view, any thoughts or questions that, like, story that you would like to hear uh, specifically from a guy like uh, Steve-O or the two of us together that might be of interest to you? Well, I'm always into uh, life on the road stories, any kind of funny you know, characters that you might meet or like you were talking about situations that all of a sudden you might find yourself in where 
like you say, you've got the love and commitment, but you say, hey, wait a second, why am I in this situation? So I think stuff like that, uh, I love stories like like that. So if you have any of uh, any like that. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> You're supposed to tell a story, then we all laugh together. I know, yeah. I <laughs> I guess all the good stories are, you know, like, okay, so one of the first things, again, this is me kind of throwing Rusco under the bus, but like, this is, <laughs> here this we is, go. It was a learning curve. Like, this was a learning curve. Like, Rusco had never done anything like this. I had never did the company. No one had ever done anything like this. So, like, it's not his fault. It was just like, you know, we, Anyway, so he shows me the RV. He's like, this is how you do this. This is how you do this. This is how you do this. You got it? Yeah, sure. And it was literally like four or five things. Um, you know, but I didn't realize that there's an auxiliary battery that all of the housing stuff, you know, and an RV runs off of. I didn't know that you had to like plug in the RV to keep that battery charged. So I think I went through like three batteries in my first year knowing that. And those things were like <laughs> dang near $200 a piece. So, of course, Russ goes pissed at me. And I'm just like, man, I don't know what, like, and he would, as I would screw things up, he would tell me, well, this is how you do it. And I'm like, oh, that would have been helpful to know. And by yeah. the way, if you just want me to read the manual from cover to cover, then tell me that's what you need me to do. Because I didn't know that like all of this stuff was just working when I got on the RV. So I didn't, I mean, maybe I'm stupid for not doing that myself. I feel like, I feel like I'm pretty intuitive, but I just feel like that's stuff that I would have been told about, or, you know, if I needed to keep an eye on it, I would have. But, uh, <laughs> so it was always something like that for like the first year. Um, and also calling him on a daily basis when I was on the road, that finally got to the point where I realized it was so annoying. He was like, Hey, why don't we just keep these phone calls like once a week? <laughs> just collect everything and, and one then, big data dump. Yeah. And then like, I think two weeks of that happened. And then I was like, I'm just not going to call him. Like he's super busy. I feel bad now. Like I'm like, I'm just a failure. So I'm just going to not call him. And it, it happened to where we, there was times where I wouldn't talk to him for like once every two months. And I was on the road the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that was, it's funny to me. Again, it's funny to me now looking back. I'm trying to think if there's any blowouts on the side of the road were always fun. Um, it didn't happen. I think it happened like two times to me while I was on the road. I, I honestly didn't have that many problems with my RV. Oh, here's a good one. So here we go. Somehow, this was in 2000. When did we run Amateur World Championships? Was that 2013? 12? No, that was in 13? Charlotte. Oh, okay. 13 then, yes. Was it 13? I think so. It was a long time ago. Let me see if I can find out. It, you keep telling the story. It was 13. Um, so... I don't remember where we're traveling from somewhere like Midwest, I believe, because we're in Missouri and all of a sudden at night or all of a sudden at night, 
all of a sudden while we're driving it, all of a sudden it was nighttime. Um, all of a sudden while we're driving, I don't know, it was late. Um, the RV starts making this just insanely loud vibrations and it's shaking the entire um just front end of the rv and i'm like oh my gosh and it wakes up john rivera who was traveling with me at the at the moment and i'm like oh my gosh i pull over the side of the road i open the hood i don't see anything smoking i like check all my levels of everything i check my oil oil which i was sorry i checked the engine oil um which i was you know, I feel like I was pretty good about, um, I check it and I don't see anything on the dipstick and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just got an RV. What did I do? So I'm like, okay, there's a Walmart two miles away. I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to limp it over there. So went over there. Apparently this Walmart hadn't even opened yet, but the doors were open. Like there's cars outside. I didn't know this, but they were all employee carts, like getting the shop ready to open. It's some small town. I don't remember where it was. And <clears throat> like I go in, I get this, uh, this seven quarts of synthetic oil and I go to check out and no one's there. And I see some guys walking around. I'm like, Hey, I need this oil. They're like, we're not even open yet. I'm like, well, I need this oil now. So I need to pay for it. So it takes me like 15 minutes to get someone who can actually like get me to pay for this, even though I'm just, I, I told him like, here's, here's cash. Keep the change. Um, <laughs> go out, like pour all this oil in the RV and get back on the road. And about 10 miles down the road, it starts doing it again. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, what happened? <laughs> so I pull over, I call, uh roadside assistance they come and get it i don't know like late afternoon the next day we have to be in kansas in two days i think or three days uh for worlds and uh there's a guy named tc brown i believe up there that we ended up reaching out to and he let us stay at his house shout out tc brown and um come on the show showed us some courses well Somehow the uh, the e-brake, like the parking brake, like, I don't know how this happened because I never used the e-brake. It got, like, jammed into the transmission. <laughs> That's not good. So it was the transmission that was, uh, like, all this stuff that was shaking. Luckily, the transmission wasn't damaged because they thought that thing was screwed. So I needed, like, this huge metal thing for the emergency break i couldn't believe what this thing looked like but that took like three days for him to do it was super expensive because again like where they had to get to it but we got to amateur worlds on time which was great um again that wasn't really a funny story it was just like one of those times where you're stuck on the road for three three days and you have no idea what you're doing you have no idea what's going to happen <laughs> And you're just like, man, I have events. I, I don't think I had any events at that time because I was I was trying to get to Kansas a couple of days early to like relax and, you know, decompress a little bit before the event started, um, which I guess in a way we were able to do that. But you weren't really able to relax as much because you just didn't know when you were going to get on the road. Oh, um, yeah. And um, so that was kind of a, a weird thing that happened. And then I'm trying to think, man, there's so many, 
I don't know if I just have any like really funny stories that are like on the air acceptable. Understand? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, there's for me so much, so much of what happens, and like for you too. I bet you did it for so long, it just seems like normal stuff. But then when you when you kind of like when you have when you have a beverage or two, and you start like thinking back on things, and you're telling stories, you're like, oh, these these things that I thought were normal, they're not normal at all. Yeah. And they're hilarious. They're hilarious to everybody else. So it's like Austin and I, as we have these conversations, because he's come out with me a couple of times, he just like is, is like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, oh, is that a big deal? I just thought that's what that it just it just happened that day. And I was like, oh, OK. So to, to the rest of the world, so many of the things that, that you've done that I've done over the years, it's just so unbelievable. It's like uh, second nature to a point, and you don't really yeah. understand it until, yeah, people give you those, those the big, look. wide eyes and that open yeah. mouth, and you're like, what? Yeah. And they're like, I would have never done that. I'm like, well, actually, now that you say that, right. <laughs> yeah. Special people yeah. like us are the only ones to do that. That's <laughs> why it's so hard. Like, <laughs> you know, over the years, on occasion, Rusko or David or whomever is like, Hey, uh, do you think we could find anybody else that might want to drive an RV? And I'm like, oh, man, um, it's a hard thing. Like, it's taken us, what, seven years to, to find four guys like me and you and, and Jay and Matt. And if you, ask, uh, if you ask Matt, I mean, he's probably happy that he's not, like, a full-time driver anymore. That, that dude, he, he had nothing but RVs that blew up on him. Like, you know, I'm kind of in your boat. I've been blessed, knock on wood, at this point to have just minimal – minimal mm -hmm. rv trouble and uh mad it seems like he's had all the engine blow-ups and blowouts and you know just crazy things happen but but is that bad luck or is that self-inflicted that's the question that's, that's the question <laughs> that i always wonder god bless matt but this know, is the steve-o drives the bus that everybody falls underneath of show some, some <laughs> of, i don't know mowing them down you know it's funny so this year or i guess last year we were um and shoot, last year was 18. So I guess at the end of 2017, I was like, Rusko, dude, the Dirty Dozen Tour RV, which used to be owned by Discraft back in the day. Um, and I believe, I'm not sure if Discraft gifted us that RV because we were promoting them uh, more than anything else or if we actually bought it from them. I don't, I don't really know the true story, but I know that we originally got that RV from Discraft, so it was used. And, yep. and obviously it was wrapped in Discraft, uh, or not wrapped, but it had vinyl vinyls with DD and Discraft all over it until we became making our own product. Because before then, for those that don't know, or I feel like it's obvious at this point, but again, like we know much more than most of the disc golf world in terms of like backstories. But uh, DD was a branding company. So, you know, we branded along the, the few occasions where you actually find discs these days with the old Wiggins dies on them and stuff where it's like a DD, uh, uh, you know, die on a destroyer or boss or something like that. Like, you know, that was back in the day when we were doing all those things. But, you know, once we partnered with, once we got that toy hauler, which is the Chase and the Chains RV, uh, that became the Discraft RV until we partnered with Latitude. And then the Dirty Dozen Tour RV, uh, which was Discraft, they actually wrapped that and had uh, an OVA sponsor, the trailer and, and an RV wrap for that one. Um, and, you know, so the Dirty Dozen Tour RV, which is what we always called it, 
Um, that was in the – I don't remember what year Dynamic Disc got that one, but we – it is still running on the road to this day. It's got over 200,000 miles on it. Um, and as far as I know, when I had it, she ran great. Um, but I could tell, like – you know, there were some issues with her that mechanics couldn't figure out uh, as far as like sometimes she would die randomly. But you could always get her started back up and it wasn't like a matter of gas or oil or anything. But the engine light would stay on and no one could ever figure out why. Um, and so it just came to a point where it was like, Rusco, I don't know how, many, how much more time this RV has. I said, I, it's starting to become a money pit. Um, I, on wheels. I'm just letting you know that, um, you know, and I think that because of what we've done in Texas, how many events we're running, you know, seeing our numbers and revenue stream that's going, you know, back and forth from us to you, you know, maybe it's, do you think it would be okay to start looking at the possibility of another RV? And, you know, we're going back and forth with, okay, does DD purchase it? Does D.D. Carrollton purchase it. How did the logistics work out? What makes most sense? Yada, yada, yada. And so we go back and forth, and I was like, you know what? I like the terms that we're on right now. It'd be really cool if maybe you could do that. Um, it would, you know, we'll go RV shopping. We'll look at what we see. We'll, we'll figure out the model that we like. We decided to go with, you know, a Dirty Dozen Tour type where it's actually a full livable RV, and we'll haul a trailer behind it as opposed to a toy hauler because, you know, we take a crew to a tournament. So... We need places to sleep and we need more room in there and things of that sort. We need more of a working uh, style house on the road. But um, we found a model we liked. We told him what we liked. We talked to a lot of people, went to a few RV shows. Um, so we really tried to gain as much knowledge on this as we could so that we can make, you know, tell Ruska the best decision. We gave him the model. And then all of a sudden in 2018, October 2018, he's like, cool, I got you an RV. And you know, I was thinking like a 14, 15, 16, 17 model. And he, he busts out with this 2019. I was like, uh, are you sure about this? Not that, <laughs> not that we don't take care of his things. And I'm, I'm religious about that, that kind of stuff, but you know, it made me nervous. It was like, man, this is awesome. And I feel honored, but I don't want to blow up an RV. I heard um, that, but man, <laughs> it is so nice and it's so awesome and i tell you what it's not a matter of like huh i'm waiting for someone to tell me what to do on these like i'm youtube videos every other day trying to find <laughs> out how things work on that rv or going through the owner's manual even if it takes me 20 minutes to find it like there's no way i'm screwing that thing up and it's really nice and i really enjoy it and it's big and it's actually exactly what we could uh, ever dream of for using it uh, tournaments you know like Nacogdoches Open we had 260 players this last weekend and it was perfect we still decided to get an Airbnb because weekends like that where we're doing multiple courses and everyone's driving separate vehicles and it's just you know from 5 30 a.m to 10 o'clock at night in hot humid weather like you want a real bed and you want a real shower so at our bigger events, we have to keep kind of a better quality of life. So we go ahead and, you know, do the Airbnb thing for like Nacogdoches open and Piney Woods open. Um, but, uh, man, that RV is awesome. And it's all awesome your, and, and what's your favorite little, uh, 
feature of, of a new RV versus having an old beater. Like you had, you had an old RV, man. Like there's no question. So what's this, what's the new thing, the new gadget, new feature of a new RV that, that is so, that's like your favorite one. First and foremost, the, both of these things kind of go hand in hand. One, there's no smell. <laughs> oh gosh. But, 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 but there's no smell because there's, no carpet. Mm-hmm. I love it. There we it. go. Um, yes. It's funny. That dirty dozen tour RV that Matt's driving right now. <laughs> uh, we would go in there and vacuum and shampoo and vacuum and vacuum and shampoo the carpets. And, man, when they were dry out, you would go in there and, like, stomp your feet. And there was still just, like, dust and just clouds of stuff coming up out of the carpet if the sunlight hit it just right. And you're like... This is what we sleep in. Like, yes. This is what, you know, Sally, uh, Sally Tao, who used to work for us, he would, <laughs> he would keep a bottle of, uh, like the, the, the spray bottle Lysol disinfectant. He would just spray that whole RV down <laughs> before we would go on trips and stuff. And he's like, cool, disinfectant. I'm like, yeah, but is it really though? Like, does that, <laughs> is, is it really disinfected? Cause I'm still sleeping on this couch that has been like, sweated upon and who knows how many other pros have been on that couch as well oh yeah it's been around bud it's been around uh, hey austin how about the smells what do you think about the smells on uh on the old lad rv how you like that not even trying to talk about or think about that so steve-o this was cool after gbo you'll appreciate this my rv is completely falling apart like you heard the story about my roof ripping off last december uh. having to glue the the roof back down and uh, it, while it was ripped off it leaked you know just repeatedly uh, repeatedly 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 i got i got mold that grows in there pretty 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 uh different colors you know it's gorgeous there's blooms of all different kinds and um wow you have a, your own natural christmas tree it's gorgeous i love it um you know it's just i got my own penicillin whenever i need it and we were in there and um after gbo i drove to kansas city and um left the rv at the airport uh, just in the long-term parking, uh, it was cheaper to leave it there for the amount of time I was going to be gone than park it at the store and take an Uber up to the airport, Uber back, that kind of thing. It was just more convenient, same price. We're going to do that. So I left it in KC at the airport, and I flew home, and I came back. And then while I was home is when the, the great summer of rain in the Midwest began. And it rained, I think I was home for like 10 or 11 days, and it rained every single day. And I get back to the RV and it had rain and I had it like I had, you know, fixed the roof. So I thought before we went to Bowling Green and GBO, um, but apparently it was still there was still a low spot where water was going underneath the AC, the, the unit and then leaking through like the through bolts is what I believe. And then into the roof panel. And so I get back to the RV after GBO and the interior roof panel has ripped off. From a, uh, what must be so much water and so much weight, it has ripped off inside. So now I have exposed um, Luan plywood inside the interior cabin of my RV. It's pretty great. It's awesome. I can't. I didn't. <clears throat> I don't remember hearing about that. I thought your RV was still in great shape. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! You poor guy, man. That's that sucks. Um, it, it sure does. It um it uh, David David told me 
um, Latitude CEO David Berglund for all the millions of listeners out there. So now this is uh, it's it's official. You, the, you millions of folks have heard it that um, David said that this winter we would uh, look for a new RV to get me a new RV because uh, yeah, it's so, she's falling apart. So do you like the? Uh... Basically, your RV mirrored the Chase and the Chains RV. They're both toy haulers. They're both kind of set up the same way. They have a yep. slightly different floor plan, but essentially the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, I, do you like has, that floor plan, like the way that that the way it's set up and and everything like that? Do you, or or would you rather do a? I mean, that's what you're used to, so you probably don't want change. Or would you rather have something that? Like more of a short bus style, like A Ray or J Ray, and uh, carry a trailer behind you. I I think I still prefer the toy hauler versus the um, the trailer and and living because and it's a lot of it has to do with the way that that I work versus the way you and Jay uh, worked over the years. Uh, you know, I go hard for two weeks and then I take two weeks off, and then I go hard for two weeks and take two weeks off. You know that kind of thing. So I don't need it to be as much of a house because I'm not out for six months straight or whatever like you guys do. Um, so I can I can suffer through 10, 11 days of a one-room apartment and not worry about a trailer and, and really not not need a smaller car, you know, you know, size RV to drive around any towns because I'm going, you know, I'm in Denton today and Longview tomorrow and Shreveport the next day and you know, I'm just bang, 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 working club events every single day of the week. Wait, 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 um, wait, 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 wait. Are you, you're in Denton, Texas today? No, that was an example. <laughs> that was just an example oh, of I me. I was like, dude, you're not, what the hell, man? You're not going to call me and tell me to come out with a beer or nothing? That's messed up. I'm like, I'm like 30 minutes away from you, dude. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm at my house today. I'm at my Sorry, house. I almost started but... raging for a second. <laughs> But no, so yeah, I think I will stick if I can stick with a, a toy hauler. I like having the garage in the back and just not having to worry about a trailer um, as I make my way down the road. It's just, it's just another set, the set of tires that can go out and uh, all like you know, things that can go out. So I, I think I'll try to stick with that if uh, we're able to find one. I gotcha. Yep. I've given the Sprinter thing a lot of thought too, like just if I could really dirt bag it and be in a Sprinter, but um I, well, I, think... I mean i guess it all comes down to your overhead how much product you can carry and if that's going to offset the the cost of an rv um as opposed to a hotel room every night or trying to find people that you've known that are like totally open to offering you a place to sleep instead of you having to like hey man not to be weird but can i like stay at your house and have a shower tonight or at least just have a shower because <laughs> yeah hey, like you're a good I don't know. You're approachable in that manner. Me, I, I was always timid because, like, I was taught, you know, like, you you want something, go get it yourself. Yeah. Oh, and I'm so, saying, dude. No, I no. I, just, I know I'm approachable just, and nice, but I, I like my own space, and I don't like staying in people's houses either. Cause... Yeah, yeah. And me, I don't mind staying in other people's houses, but I just never could bring myself to ask, like, hey, man, I've been on the road for two weeks. I need a shower and maybe a bed to sleep in because it would be really good for me to just, like, reset my internal clock. But to me, at that point, it just kind of sounds like you're looking for a handout. And I just, I don't know. It always sounded so weird. It was a weird concept for me. So I just never even asked unless it would offer, if it, yeah. unless it was offered. So, yeah. And I, I think I'll probably end up with an RV. The Sprinter thing sounds great for the gas mileage. Um, but I just, I mean, you know how much product we carry. Could I, could I have stuff shipped, you know, once a week instead of once every two weeks? Maybe. Um, but that's, 
it would be you don't want to be out of stuff when you're out there you know what i mean because then you're not making any money that's no good for anybody yeah yeah and yeah we do carry a lot of product and it's uh it's amazing what you realize you need to carry in order to kind of cater to what the majority wants to see when you're out there so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely Austin, what else Oh, um, sorry. We're just kind of like chit-chatting over here. I feel like, no, I appreciate I feel like it. I'm that, uh, over your show and that, that feels great. no, I think that was the point. I mean, I always appreciate, uh, you know, because as you know, I know nothing about, uh, all this stuff. So look, I don't know if there is anything else. We're over an hour. Um, but this has been great. That's, that's all. That's what I know. So if Tyler's got something else, then I'm all for it, but I've just really enjoyed listening in and just hear in a different perspective. So, well, yeah, I'm glad you've enjoyed it. I hope everybody at home has enjoyed it as well. Um, if you guys have questions for um, Steve-O, you know, I'm sure we'll yep. have him back on the show in the future. Like I, I was telling Austin before we started, I, I reached out to you and Matt and Jay and just to see if you guys had any interest about coming on. And everybody said, yes, and we've all got stories to tell. And, and uh, I really do appreciate you coming on the show, man. There's, we, we could talk for hours as, and we do whenever we get together just about all these kind of same things and the fun things that happen. And it takes a little bit of time to, to jog your own memory on funny things that happen and stories you can share. And there are stories that we can share off the air um, and things that we share on the air. But yeah, if anybody at home wants to check Steve out, they have probably the second best disc golf store in America behind Emporia, Kansas in Carrollton, Texas. Now um, you guys can check them out and uh, Carrollton, like Steve said, seven days a week running the best tournaments in Texas um, all over the place. Are your events all on disc golf scene, Steve-O, or how do people find out uh, what you guys have going on? Yeah, all of our um, <clears throat> all of our big events, uh, like weekend events, are actually through the rest of the year. All of our events are on disc golf scene, and they're all open for registration right now. So I know Piney Woods open has gained some uh, – exposure over the last couple of years people are starting to hear about that tournament um so if you're interested in going to an out-of-state tournament uh something different uh but kind of convenient as far as the way the tournament's laid out i would suggest that that's uh the last weekend in september this year um it's in tyler texas kind of east texas um or is east texas rather yeah right on the interstate easy in and out you guys could if you're coming in if you're like steve said if you're looking for an out-of-state tournament it's a good one uh dog you're still at dogwood i would imagine beautiful courses yep 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 um great community smaller community but probably what are you looking at if you fly into dallas uh hour and a half from the airport Mm, it's closer to two oh yeah but uh yeah tyler's uh, about one hundred twenty-five thousand people so it's not a super small town but um the way it's laid out it doesn't seem like it's super huge either uh the the park is kind of on that not the outskirts, but on the outer edge of the city. So it's still very close to everything, but it just doesn't, it it still has that kind of nice country feel to it. Um, But yeah, that's the, that's the 27th through the 29th. And then um, also next year we did get the bid for Texas state disc golf championships in 2020 and 2021. So we'll actually be doing that the last weekend in March, at least for 2020. And we're that, 
keep an eye on that. There's some things in the works that we're hoping to find out about here in the next two to three months. So it could be something a little bit bigger than it has been in the past. We're not sure yet. Um, cool. And you're going to, uh, that's going to be in the Metro. That'll actually be in Tyler as well. Oh my. Okay, cool. Um, the Metroplex really doesn't have, we do have some good courses here in Dallas Fort Worth. Don't, I don't want to say that we don't have good courses. We have a ton. I mean, we have, over 60 courses in the Metroplex. Um, so if you're ever visiting DFW, you have plenty of disc golf. There are plenty of people that will show you where to go. The The reason why I'm hosting and Tyler's because we have such a good relationship with the Rose City Disc Club and the convenience of the courses and everything like that. And unfortunately, we just don't have very many um, upper advanced to championship level courses in DFW that are close enough to where it logistically makes sense. All of those courses are with working with different municipalities. And it's just at this point for someone like me and the operation we run, it seems like more of a nightmare to try and pull something off like that than not, which is maybe why people have asked, why doesn't Dallas Fort Worth, you know, host a worlds, you know, they have some, they have the most courses in the state, you know, in the, in the 48 they have the most active players they have the most tournaments um but at the same time dfw just doesn't have courses that are close enough in my opinion if we were to ever do that and i told them this yesterday <clears throat> i feel like it would be someone who is putting three or four courses temporary championship style courses on golf properties that cater to a great design Gotcha. Uh, and in order to pull that off just so that we could have everything in the same place and the convenience and, and, you know, uh, gain more, uh, put something more in one central spot. So it's not so spread out. Um, I feel like that's, that, cre that's a more successful type of an event than kind of spreading everything out in my opinion. But I, I agree. You and I, you and I both know we've been all over the country. And for those guys that have played multiple worlds, uh, large events across the country, a big city, big city golf isn't always the most fun. They may have a bunch of courses, but it's not always the most player friendly and most enjoyable when you get everybody spread out like that. So yeah, that, that's the thing. Most of the biggest tournaments are actually on the outskirts and they're smaller towns that are working with clubs that are like Emporia. Um, mm -hmm. And it's really, it, 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 yeah, to me, that's the way it looks. You know, I love being in DFW because it's great for, for disc golf in our community and things of that sort. But if, if I ever wanted to run something like a glass blown open or, you know, I would have to be in a smaller town to tell you the truth. I don't really want to. Um, I, I like being involved with the glass blown open at the capacity I'm at. I feel like being a part of that event is enough for me. I'm not trying to like, you, know, you I, got a big part, buddy. You got a big part. Yeah, like, yeah. And, that's a whole other conversation. I mean, we could do a whole show on glass blown open, but oh, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah, question. Yeah. You got a you got a big part. No, yeah. So running something like a Worlds or something like that, it's really not even on my agenda to tell you the truth. I just enjoy working with the people that we have now. So cool. I'm good with that. Oh man, I appreciate everything you guys have done over the years. I feel like we have gone from from grown men who were babies to now grown men that are that are just uh, much, much more in tune with what's going on. I really appreciate everything you guys have done in, in Texas. And I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you being a, a touchstone for me when I'm out there and always being willing to take a call and help out. And Man, just glad to have you as a, as a buddy, buddy. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having yeah. me on. I appreciate it. Hopefully it was. Thanks, Steve-O.
You bet, man. So, Steve, what we'll let you do is you can just push that red X, and that will sign you off. Austin and I will stay on the line and put a, tie a bow on things, and um, we will talk to you soon, bud. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. Th- Thanks, Steve. Okay, bye. See ya. And there he goes. Nice, like man. That. Steven nice. Story from Dallas, Fort Worth, Carrollton, Texas. Uh, check him out, guys. Awesome dude. Like, like I said, we could go. Steve O and I could go for hours and hours and hours because we, it just there's just so much, you know. And he got into a lot of it. Like he, you know, you could feel the history and the, the amount of time he spent with the company back in the day. Yep. He's an old school cat too, so he goes way back there. But definitely check Steve O out. You can find him on the socials and the store, of course, is. You can link to the store if you're looking for how to find that. I believe it's on the shoot. It's on the internet. Just Google it. You know, you know, check him out. Good dude. Good dude. He and Brad, old uh, Bradley Crow. He mentioned Brad a couple times. Just been down from day one. Good dudes. Right on. That was great. You know, that was a great episode. That's a lot of information. A lot of inside disc golf right there. Yeah, man. That's something you you for someone like you, you could probably listen to that one a couple of times and pick up nuggets. All throughout there, the, you know, he's just kind of sprinkling over the top of that. He was he was flying around, and he'd drop something off, and I would nod and smile and just think about, you know, those days. So there's a lot of good stuff in there for folks. And as you guys are listening to it at home, if you if you hear something and it if it fires a question off in your brain, and you want to know something a little bit more uh, that Steve O's talking about, you guys can, you know, shoot a message to us, um, you know, through the app. You can either, you know call it in. You can shoot a message to either Austin and I, and we'll come back, you know, we'll, we'll circle back around to that question that you have, um, you know, next week down the road. And um, we'll go from there on that one. Sound good to you? Heck yeah. Yeah. Get involved. You know, love to hear what you're thinking or like say, if you got any questions. So yep. Get involved. They're pretty easy to, uh, it is, it is indeed. Um, Yeah. I I feel, I feel great. I I don't know. Is there anything else that you and I need to talk about? Um, no, I, um, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I know we've sealed some deals and we can talk about yeah. that maybe next week, but, uh, no, man, I'm just, uh, I thought that was a good, good episode. And I think it starts the day out. Right. Um, all right. Yeah, man. We'll sign That's off it. and guys check out Austin Strader, uh, tour guide to the stars, Denver's best walking tour. You can find him on Airbnb experiences. You can find him on all the socials, Austin Lee Strader on your Instagram. That's my favorite place to find Austin as long as we're on the gram. Um, Austin Lee Schrader on there. You can always find me um, on all of them at TyDiscs, TyDiscs.com. Um, buy me a birthday present. Go buy yourself a shirt. You know you want one. Give give yourself the gift you of go. disc golf fashion uh, for my birthday. That would be awesome. Check it out, TyDiscs.com. Um, and uh, we will see you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. I'll see you somewhere. And uh, peace. Love y'all. Thank Happy you. birthday. Hardest working man in disc golf. We'll talk to you later.